Hey everybody, it's Kenzie here. Thank you all so much for listening to our show. We are very excited to announce a little update. Our first pieces of merch! If you head over to our website, QueerPG.com, you can check out all our new stuff. We have QueerPG logo stickers and pins, and something fun for season one. We have Wildmore High Wyverns notebooks. They come in three different designs, so head over there to check it out. We are selling these through Society6, so if you go to our website, under the shop tab, you'll see the notebook. Clicking on it will redirect you so that you can purchase. Again, thank you guys so much for your support, and enjoy the episode. Hey everybody, my name is Kenzie Tartaglioni. I use she, her pronouns, and I'm your master of ceremonies. Hey, I'm Brennan Hershock. I go by he, him pronouns, and I play Sawyer Hook, the mortal. I'm April Consolo. My pronouns are she, her, and I play Ivy Duncan, a vampire. Hey there, I'm Mads McDonough. I use he, him pronouns, and I play Caleb Moore, the werewolf. And welcome to Wildmore High. Content warning for this episode includes drinking blood, underage drinking, and discussion of sexual assault. Ivy, the two weeks spent gallivanting around Italy with Gabriel ingratiated him to you again, at least so far as to understand him a little bit more. His home, his language, his personality. Gabriel was different there, and not in the sense that it felt like the way he spoke was once again a lie, but the fact that the way he carries himself, the cadence of the way he speaks, is seamless there unlike it is in Wildmore where he stands out. It's the first glimpse into a life that your father held before you, granted ages before for you, but still. It's been a, probably about a week of Kai on and off being posted up outside of your house. You've lived in this house long enough to like know when something is different. So even when she's pretty good at hiding her presence, there's just something a little bit different and you kind of know she's there. This night though, it's a little after 11 and she's not outside anymore. She is inside inside your room, has you pressed up against the wall, and you are just completely, just not really paying attention to anything outside of what Kai is doing currently. When there is a knock at your door and she completely stills, as if she becomes a statue. Ivy also just stays still, and she like glances at the door, sees that it's locked, lets out a tiny breath, says, uh, yeah? Bamboo, Ivy. Um, I, I know that you have a friend over right now, but I have a conversation that I think we need to have. Can I possibly ask to intrude for like five minutes? Ivy looks up at Kai and kind of like makes a face like I'm sorry and just gently removes her hand from wherever it was. Kai acquiesces and says, 
Honestly, this is probably for the best. And then slinks backwards out the window. Like five minutes, 10 tops. Yeah, we'll see. And climbs down <laughs> as you watch. Ivy like looks down at herself, maybe like buttons a button, covers her face and just like, <sighs> and then uh, goes and unlocks her door and lets her dad in. I'm really sorry. I just, this is like actually pretty, no, like just time um, yeah, consequential. I'm sorry. I, yeah. Wait. There's no, I'm not listening, but I heard something. Ivy is bright red. Um, yeah, uh, she, uh, left, so. I'm very sorry. Nope, don't, please, don't, work, you know, let's not talk about it, actually. I wanted to talk to you about our trip. Right. I know that we had originally talked about it because I wanted to show you my home and to show you that your dad and I's favorite places when we were younger, but, um, well, I don't know if that is something you want anymore. But I still think that you should go if that's the case, because I think that maybe some time, even if it's just a week, but some space would help you so I, I i'm going to leave it up to you we can go as planned together just the two of us or eleanor has offered to host you so it would be france instead of italy but i can switch the tickets if that is what you want i just felt like this wasn't something I should assume anymore and I should ask you first. He's almost not looking at you. And since the conversation you had with both of them, they have almost completely left you alone as if they were waiting for you to initiate something. And so it feels like he's almost ashamed to break the ice in a way. Ivy watches Gabriel and talking with Sawyer, listening to him say that he loves her and seeing Gabriel so anxious but obviously with so much love for her, just like breaks her heart. And she says, um, well, if you still want to go with me, I think we could go together. The biggest smile you've seen in so long breaks across his face. And he says, I would love that because I've always wanted to show you where I grew up and I wanted to show you where I met your dad. And I know that there's a lot that we haven't necessarily discussed or figured out, but I, I still think that time away from this place and maybe from him might do both of us good. Yeah, um, I agree. I think that we should still go visit Eleanor. Yeah, of course. I love Aunt Eleanor. We will spend most of our time where we plan to spend it then. Uh, I love you. He takes a deep breath, taking that in, and says, I love you too, Pampolina. And he hesitates at the doorstep, but then grabs the doorknob and says, In a week, we'll be in the greatest place on earth. Ivy smiles to herself when she hears her nickname. I'm not sure I'm ready for all the pasta you're going to make me eat. It's going to be amazing! I'm excited. I really am. You can tell Dad I love him too, if you want. I'll pass it on. I think that one of these days he would like to hear it from you, but take your time. Ivy, like screws up her mouth yeah i am trying to and i will leave you alone so your friend can come back thanks papa ivy like closes her eyes you know you guys you guys are still in the house tonight right like you guys are gonna, you're gonna be here all, all night oh i suppose that it's not fun to live with fathers who can hear everything yeah but we celebrated it's okay you celebrate it 
Like, we're happy that you do the things you need to okay. do. Okay. Um, <clears throat> uh, Papa, yeah, if you could actually just leave now, because I think I need space for a bit. I love you, Bambolina. I will see you in the morning. And he shuts the door behind him. For a second, Ivy, like, really hesitates. And then she does look out the window. Kai is visibly laughing on the lawn. So you don't necessarily know how or why, but she's 100% heard that conversation. Ivy pops out the screen of her window and with, like, a running start off the roof, jumps down and lands in the grass. And the grass is, like, cool and damp under her feet. And she says, you want to go for a walk? Yeah, but uh, for future reference, dads don't scare me. They're not your dads. You don't have to look at them the next day. Yeah, let's go for a walk. Eleanor arrived for a couple days during that trip. You saw art. You saw Gabriel's likeness in art since he deemed it necessary to point it out every single time. You stayed in a villa you didn't even know he owned. There wasn't a place that he wasn't welcome and it didn't even seem like he ever used his glamour on anyone. You met Antonio, apparently an old lover of your father and by that I mean before either of them had been turned. There was one place off limits a name that darkened Gabriel's features any time it was mentioned. The only thing Eleanor ever said about it was with a hint of surprise in her voice. Oh, a little one knows now. Gabriel kept his word not keeping secrets. The coterie resided there, or was headquartered there. He didn't really know anymore. The Cognatio Coterie, it was called. The one that both of your fathers belonged to, grew up in, came to be amongst. It didn't even exist in Italy, but everyone there talked about things like they were so much smaller than you were used to three countries away was right next door. For all of his boisterousness and your traveling, there was a certain sense of quiet that he assumed, only loud in the right places, a subtle nod here and there, a quick jerk down a different street for seemingly no reason. I don't want you not to be able to live your life, Bambolina. I just need to take greater care while we're here. You have nothing to fear when you are with me. You never have and you never will. There was one night your father left you, only one, near the end of your trip, and it was late, you only knew because you woke up in the middle of the night and had an odd feeling. Searching through this large house that sat atop the mountainside, you found it to be empty. Eleanor had returned to France to do whatever it was that Eleanor did. Antonia never spent the night. There seemed to be an unspoken rule between them that whatever happened in their human life didn't happen now. He didn't answer his phone because when you called it rang, left on the kitchen counter. You knew it was on purpose, and you sat up the rest of the night waiting for him to come home. It was still dark, nearing 5am when he came back in. He looked exhausted, but not intoxicated, not overblooded. He met your eyes in the dark, both of you seeing one another fine. There was a heavy silence between you two. Whatever you feel about him, Bambolina, we have to call your father. And you sat in the kitchen with Bast on speakerphone as Gabriel detailed his findings. I will never forgive myself. We brought someone into our home who was not safe, who feigned caring for us. And you hear Bast's voice on the other end of the line. What has come of it? Nothing so far. The rumor is simply that a Dampier exists. There's been no names mentioned explicitly. Surely Ivy cannot be the only one. Does it matter? No. Are you coming home early? I fear leaving in a hurry would only draw attention. We shall stay the rest of our trip. And you did. And then you returned to Wildmoor, a whirlwind of a place. How much could have changed in a week and a half? Alina, in your absence, had managed to split this cheer squad into sides. 
She already has her own entourage and has taken the initiative to switch seats in homeroom, and now you're sitting next to the kid still dubbed the new kid, Pharaoh, who somehow has become friendly with Sawyer and Caleb, even though you'd never seen any of them speak to one another before. Sawyer, Caleb, and Sam are now an inseparable trio, heads bent together, always planning something, something that sounds so incredibly nerdy and boring to you that you tune them out whenever they get together. Ever since Crush and Egg came out, you three, Caleb, Sawyer, and Sam, have been spending every waking moment together playing it. The dark bags under Adam's eyes have deepened, but in exchange, his eyes seem clearer. He can easily write it off as lack of sleep, seeing as the hockey season is only two weeks out, but you know better. And so does Naya, whom, after your conversation, you began to recognize watches him closely, and actually has been watching him closely all year. You were too focused on both of them separately, before to see any sort of connection. And even though you pushed it to happen, there's a bit of surprise that it actually came to fruition. Natalie and Sawyer going to homecoming together. It has just breached October. The weather is getting less insufferable. The ups and downs of the hot days and the cool days are starting to turn into regular cool days. And... You are looking at your phone because you just got a text, none other than Natalie, and it says, Hey, do you want to come over? Sorry, we'll respond with four activities. You see the dot 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 bubble as someone's typing, like, for a long time, and then it goes away. Wait, uh, sure. What's the addy? She says, okay, exclamation mark. I'm sure we could find an activity, but I was just thinking of hanging out. And then she sends her location. Cool, 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 cool. And I'll send that, but like all one mashed together word. Be there soon. Should I bring anything? Yourself, smiley face emoji. Okay, but not like like my longboard or like, I don't know, a Game Boy or IDK, IDK, something. I don't think longboard is my particular talent. I don't have a Game Boy, so that might be weird. I guess if you want to bring a snack? I'll just send it OMW. As you come down the stairs of the house, your mom goes, Sawyer, where are you going? I'm going to a friend's house. Okay, cool. Okay. Just like, it's a school night, so like be home by 11? I will be home by 11. Probably earlier than that, Oh, yeah, that's fine. Just curfew, so. Okay, well, bye. Bye. I'll go get my bike. I would think about my longboard, but then I'd think that that's now weird because I asked if I should bring my longboard, but then it was like, well, she doesn't, that's not really her forte, so maybe I shouldn't bring it because then I'd want a longboard, so fuck it, I'll just take my bike. Natalie's house is about an eight-minute bike ride from yours. You pull up to a two-story white picket suburban home. Nothing crazy out of place about it. Pretty average. There is... A garage off to the side. It's attached, but it's like facing the side. And it looks like the garage door is open. And there is a car parked in the driveway. Just drop my bike on the front lawn. Oh, wait. No. Hell no. I'll kickstand that thing. That's prized possession. And I'll make my way to the front steps. And I'll reach my finger out to go ring the doorbell. And then I turn around and walk up the front steps. (sighs) Okay. And I'll turn back around. And I'll reach out my hand. And I'll... Poke the doorbell. I'll take one step back off of the, like, initial porch platform and stand, like, kind of in the yard. You can hear the ding of the bell, like, sound through the house. It takes, like, half a minute, and then 
the door opens and Natalie appears and she says, Hey! Hey! I'm like, <laughs> probably 10 feet from the door. Do you wanna come in? And she kind of steps to the side. Uh, Sydney's home, but there's an athletic association meeting tonight at school, so my mom's not in. Sawyer, his stomach drops. His hands get freezing cold. Yeah, sure, let's hang out inside. I'll walk inside. She shuts the door behind you, and something about this seems, like, kind of familiar. So, um, should we, like, go to the... Should I get a tour? You want to give me a tour? Getting, like, mad deja vu. Yeah, do you not remember when you were here? Uh, uh... I mean, it was, like, a while ago, but it was, like, not, like, that long ago. Shit, I don't. Maybe I do? Ivy brought you to my 10th birthday party. Oh. I don't know, I try to block out a lot of memories from my youth. I mean, it wasn't, like, an important big thing. What just... did we do? Was there, like, a... Because, like, I remember my second birthday party. It was a pirate-themed birthday party, and I remember that we had a piñata at a pirate-themed birthday party, which was weird because it wasn't even pirate-themed, although I think they had, like, a pirate hat at the store, but my, I don't think my parents got it. But I got hit in the head with one of the, the bats, and then I didn't get any candy because I had a nosebleed. Um, yeah. And then, and then, like... We were going to get all these towels because we were going to go in a pool. And then they I got whipped with the towels. People would dip the towels and they whipped me. That was my second birthday party. Or no, maybe that was my fifth. I, I'm not, I don't mean to be rude when I say this. Just like I had like a bunch of my girlfriends that I had invited over. And then Ivy just like showed up with you. Oh. So it was fine. I thought we had fun. I mean, you were just kind of there. I guess it was a while ago and you were only here once. And so you don't like, I can give you a tour if you want. Yeah. Um, yeah, sorry, I don't really... It's fine. Maybe if you show me a tour of my memory, I'll, like, jog. You sure it wasn't, like, a theme? There wasn't, like, a themed party? Like, we didn't all bring guinea pigs, did we? I went to a party like that once. No, no, that definitely would not have happened in this house. My mom is not a rodent fan. Oh, that's a shame. And she's, like, kind of guiding you through, like, down the hall, the kitchen, around the corner into the living room. Just kind of, like, played games in here that day, I think... Was it Red Rover? It was a Red Rover party? It wasn't, like, themed Red Rover. Mm, yeah, no, that was another one I went to. We also didn't have a pinata. I think there was, like, a... It wasn't, like, a theme theme. I think I was just, like, really into blue at the time. So it was, like, blue-themed. Like, everything was blue. We're narrowing it down. You've been to other blue-themed parties? Like, Blue's Clues-themed. I was really into that when I was a kid. Yeah, it's all right. I kind of like the whole mystery thing, like solving the puzzle. Yeah, mysteries are okay. I kind of prefer um, like rom-coms and horror movies. I'm with you on the first one, not so much on the second one. Alina made Ivy and I watch one with her one time, and it was just terrible. I didn't. I wish I hadn't watched it. What? Horror movies are the being scared is like the best. I don't necessarily enjoy like scaring myself. <laughs> Yeah, but like when it's in a movie, right, it's like an isolated fear. So like all the other fear that you feel during the day, that can be, that's just put towards the movie. Doesn't that kind of happen in a way when you watch any kind of movie? We wore blue sunglasses. Yeah. But I didn't have one. So, yeah, Ivy and I would just trade it back and forth. Yeah, because we only bought enough for the people who were invited to the party. You were a party crashing 10 year old. Yeah, I think I'm kind of still a party crasher. Do you have any games? Unless you had, like, some plans or something. No, I just thought we could hang out. Well, what do you normally do, like, when, you, when you're just, like, hanging around the house by yourself? I can show you. Sure. And she moves like she's going to reach out and grab your hand, but then doesn't. And then just turns to climb up the stairs. 
All right. You get to the top and it's like one hallway with like doors leading off and it looks like it curves at the end. And you can hear music coming from behind a closed door. She says, that's just, that's Sydney's room. Um, I'm over here. Her room isn't small, but it's smaller than yours. And it's also not messy, but it's not perfect. Uh, the comforter is wrinkled, not pulled taut. Her desk is strewn with supplies. A pair of shoes discarded in the middle of the room. The walls are painted a lavender and just covered in tacked up posters and Polaroids. But as you walk in, I think there's something else that catches your eye. Um, it looks to be a discarded poster board that was like haphazardly shoved behind a dresser. What you can see of it, it's covered in glitter and colors, but you can only kind of see half of it. And so you can see three words or parts of words. And the top one says go, the middle one says coming, and the third says Ivy with a question mark. <sighs> when you look back to Natalie, her face is kind of reddened as she sees what you're looking at. It's cool, I mean, yeah. That was um, that was kind of like a, a, a first pass at an idea I had, um, but I don't, I don't really think that's her style. Um, and besides, I think we've, uh, I've, I've gotten the impression that maybe i shouldn't ask her so that's just i just have to throw that out like you think she'd say no well ivy uh she's like really hard to read this wasn't really a, a reading her thing she kind of just flat out told me so oh she was just straight up honest with you yeah like there wasn't any like like weird side comment and then like a couple weeks of like not talking but then she like looks at you dirty for a couple of days but then one day she's like hey bestie no it was like sad hmm. well i'm sorry i didn't bring you up here to talk about um ivy your room is like super cool oh uh thanks i don't know it's it's kind of been this way for a while i don't know i never know what to do with it so i don't know i think you're doing a good job like is lavender your favorite color I don't know, I think it's just like a nice wall color. It is a nice wall color. It's like, it's calming. Oh, but I, I said I was going to show you what I do. Oh, yeah. She hesitates in the middle of a room and like, is like thinking where to go in a room. And then she's like, okay, I'll do this one first. And she goes over to a drawer in her desk and she pulls out this large sketchbook type of thing. Oh, I thought you were going to dance or something. <laughs> um, <laughs> that would be really weird. I, yeah, that's what I was, I was getting a little worried. <laughs> Alina once, when we were younger, made me, Ivy and I, like, learn or make up these dances. And then we had to, like, perform them for her parents and our parents. It was weird. And I, like, still kind of remember how to do it. I'm not going to I'm not gonna do that, though. That would be... If you, like, busted down break dancing, pulled out, like, a cardboard piece or whatever, that would be, honestly, I, that's actually pretty cool. We were, like, you know, nine or eight or something, and uh, it was really bad. They were just really bad choreographed dances to songs that she liked. Is there a videotape of this? Uh, I hope to God, no. God, I hope there is. That would be so good. I would hope that no one would ever see that, ever. Wait, so you, is it drawing? Sorry, I keep getting distracted. She sits down on the floor. I'll sit across from her. These are like rough, and I'm not like doing the thing that people do where like they don't think they're good at something. I'm just like, these are literally rough sketches. She kind of just pushes the whole sketchbook into your hand. Start flipping through from the beginning. And you see, it's not even charcoal, it's just like pencil. Drawings, really rough sketches, like looks like outlines of people, mostly. There's a couple like more detailed ones of like Alina and Ivy. You see that there is 
like it looks to be like a sketch of a sports game almost with like people look like they have jerseys on and they're in poses of movement but it's not really cohesive it looks to be mostly like school related things in this or people from school related things in this this is like really good oh um yeah i, I just i don't know um it's just like doodling type of thing do you have adhd not that i'm aware i think my mom has adhd she doodled a lot but these are way better what, what did your mom doodle just like random stuff a lot of times it was just like i don't know random shapes or geometric stuff in like the top corners of pages or she'd just do like like she'd fill a whole page with just like lines and then like overlap the lines and then they become a whole different thing but these are like actually like like the proportions are really good and like you actually know what you're doing did you watch like youtube tutorials no um i mean i when i do like more in-depth things sometimes i do because i can't get fucking ears right i just i don't know how to draw ears so oftentimes i just like make hair i put hair in front of the ears or like i make people wear hats my youtube search history is and my recommended stuff is weird because of the ear sketch searches that i've looked up yeah my youtube search history is probably pretty weird too probably it's all about wizards yeah <laughs> no you like that stuff right yeah it's a yeah it's about lizards it's mostly lizards and like like discovery snippets I've mostly ever, like, drawn people, but I bet I could draw a lizard. I bet you could draw a lizard. <gasps> you should come over and draw my lizards. Well, I don't know where else I would see a lizard, so that would be perfect. My room is way different, but it's got a lot of lizards. You don't have lavender walls and, like, hangy stringy lights? No, but I think I might add the stringy lights, because, damn, it's cozy. There's an ambiance to it. There really is. Yeah, it's nice. Should we, like... Okay, I draw, and then like five minutes goes by, and then I pest you, and then you draw, and then we just keep going back and forth. Well, should we have things that we have to, like, what subject are we drawing? Like prompts? I don't know, like, first things, yeah, I guess just like, I guess the whole thing is like first thing comes to your head, right? Well, so am I drawing what you draw? No, you can draw whatever. Like, I'll draw whatever's in my head at that time, and I pass it to you, and then you not knowing anything about what's in my head, you draw what's in your head, and then it makes something different. Yeah, 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 I can do that. Cool. All right, you go okay, first. You go All right, I'll go first. You came up with the game. You go first. I will start drawing like the river, the creek, just the bed of it um, with like, it's really bad. It's not like four-year-old bad, but it's pretty bad. It's like rocks are, there's no depth to it. It's all two-dimensional, but it's like rocks and then like barely water on top. And then I'll pass it over. She like kind of keeps it from you and does her sketching of it. And when she hands it back, it looks like she has turned your creek into like a candy bar and a person's face with their mouth open trying to eat the candy bar. Oh man, this is a man. I'm sorry. I'm going to change that candy bar into a dick. Sawyer, come on. That's my whole five minutes. I'm going to change this into a dick. I really like I'm going to add shading and everything. You hand it back to her, and she goes, Okay, um, I should have been anticipating that. I mean, you really set this one up. Yeah, yeah, that's on me. That's definitely on me. I think we're going to scrap this try. Okay. <laughs> okay? And she, like, balls it up and just tosses it away. Oh, you don't want to keep that? I think there could be questions that were asked if I kept this, so... You don't want to hang it right next to the Polaroids? You know what, actually? She uh, leans over, picks it up, and she reaches into a drawer and pulls out a tack and tacks it in the wall. I'm gonna walk over and sign it on the balls. She's like, okay, um, I'll go first this time. She draws out 
a geometric style cat. I will look at the homecoming card in the corner that's folded up and while I'm just drawing. So who do you think you're going to go with instead? Oh, um, I don't know. Uh, Ivy kind of like said some things that made me think of somebody else to go with, but I just don't know um, yet. Did you ask somebody already? Not yet. And I'll pass it back. And it's a, it's a bunch of lightning bolts in a line. She looks at it and her brows kind of for a little bit. Yeah, um, I mean, I don't know. Homecoming was a lot of fun last year, but I was like with friends. But I don't, it's a bit different this year, I think. Because my two best friends aren't talking to one another anymore. And the whole Ivy thing is just really confusing and strange right now. She knows that I know, by the way. That's good. The last part of what you said. I realized that telling you or asking you about it was like kind of a lot. So I just want to let you know that like she knows and it's okay. Okay. All right. Interesting. She passes the notebook back to you. She's kind of drawn underneath your lightning bolts, but looks to be like a sketch of the quarry and people at that party. Homecoming's weird. It's like a lot of pressure on like everyone. And I think it's better just to like, I don't, I don't know, maybe like just go with someone who's cool. Take the pressure off and just like have a have fun. Isn't the point of that night just to like have fun? And everybody's not been having such a fun time lately. So it'd be nice to, is it bad if I say forget about it? And I'll hand her the drawing back. There is someone at the party who has a little bit more detail. There's a magnifying glass. This person is like, accentuated in the magnifying glass. Yeah, I mean, I don't know about forget about it. Like this is like, homecoming is like a big deal and everything, but it, it shouldn't, I don't know. We shouldn't treat it like a big deal because then it makes it suck. But if we just like, I think, think in a fun way about it, of like no, nothing attached, nothing weird, just like going cause it's should be fun. Then the whole like, you know, prep prior is way easier. And then I feel like you're, you wouldn't be, you know, it, it all wouldn't be so doom and gloom. I'll grab the sketchbook and then overlap on a bunch of images and put a big arrow and shade it in. If you can solve this riddle and staring at it for a while, the lightning bolts spell out will and the girl in the drawing, the person that's accentuated on the magnifying glass is a very shitty <laughs> depiction of her. And then there's a, the arrow that then I flip it around back to me once I think she's kind of getting it figured. Oh, uh. <laughs> yeah, hold on. And then I draw like a bunch of balloons around. I guess that means I didn't know how to articulate draw like homecoming. Yeah, uh, yeah. Just as like a. We're cool people. It's just for, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. We're just going to go have a good time. And we, and we don't have to be so nervous about it, you know? I often feel nervous when we talk. I feel nervous talking to almost everyone. Oh, God, sorry. Like, silence is also just, it's so rough. Okay, um, sorry. No, no, I'm not blaming you. I, like, that's usually, I just didn't have anything to say. So, like, normally I try to just, like, say anything. Because then, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. We know we're going with, like, a cool friend. And we can, like, go to homecoming, have a great time. And... We don't have to be nervous. Like, we can just, it'll just be fun. You know, when I said that Ivy mentioned somebody to me and I didn't know about it, 
That was kind of you. She told me. She told you to go to ask me? She didn't like specifically say, Hey, go ask Sawyer to homecoming. She said something else. She probably thinks... God damn it. She probably thinks that no one was going to ask me. Or that I was going to go with, with anybody. So, I don't know. Ivy's always like scheming. I was kind of like thinking about asking you anyway though. Because it just feels like we've been talking a little bit more. and. Well, I'm... Yeah, I mean, I'm glad, like, we... To be honest, I'm a little bit surprised that you did this, seeing that you saw that. And she's pointing at the other homecoming ask. But that was, like, you know, I did that a while ago, and then I just, like, it was never... I'm not gonna... I was never gonna use it, so... Well, we have fun, and and your room's, like, really cool. So, like, I'm, I'm just glad that you invited me over, I guess. And then I was like, well, there's nothing better than just, like, in the moment doing something on a whim sometimes it's really bad but sometimes it's kind of cool and and i thought that this would be like one of those kind of cool times because we're like uh i don't know i feel like we're kind of similar i think that too except for the longboarding debacle i don't think that that's i'm ever gonna pick that up but that was fun it was fun i just don't i don't think um i don't think i'm gonna be riding a longboard to school anytime soon that's okay i feel like nobody really talks about it but isn't like now when we're supposed to figure out that that kind of stuff like the things that we like yeah i guess i feel like everyone's always just like and i do this a lot too where it's like oh my gosh i just have to like like everything because if i don't like something then like then like someone's gonna think that that's cool and i'm gonna think it's uncool and then they're gonna think i'm uncool but i don't think this is like the only time i think forever we're gonna be figuring out the things that we like and don't like but i think it's less cool to pretend you like something for somebody else. Yeah, it is pretty uncool. You hear a door in the hall opening, and you hear a voice go, Nat, uh, Mom said we're going to order pizza. Oh, hi. And you see somebody who looks really similar to Natalie, but like a year or two older. Hello. Are we going to do pizza? Because I don't think Mom's going to be home. And Natalie looks at you and says, Do you want to stay for pizza? Sure, I don't, I like pizza. Okay, uh, yeah, we can do pizza. Cool, I'll order too, I guess. What are you up to? You jamming out? Uh, doing homework. What were you listening to? Uh, I don't actually even know. I just kind of put a random playlist on shuffle to do my homework too. Oh so my god, let me let me put you onto some fucking amazing shit. And Sir's so getting up and like standing up next to her. I don't want to like go in your room without. That'd be weird. You want to just tell me what it is that you want me to listen to? Oh, I was thinking like that would be the cue to like, oh, let's both go. And then like Natalie should come. We would jam out. This was this was like me leading into like you know like, like a hangout thing. Cause who wants to just do homework? And but I guess I'll just tell you. Do you mind if I like do homework? Then we can do have this jam session while we eat pizza. Sure. Hold on to your music tastes. I'll be back. But I'm gonna go order pizza and do more homework till it gets here. Okay, sweet. I'll sit back down. Before she leaves the room, she goes. Also, Natalie, why do you have a dick on your wall? We were just. Playing a game. And Dicking so. around. Okay, uh, Sawyer, yeah, that's... Do you like pepperoni? I would like literally anything on pizza. I'll let you guys know when it gets here. Or you guys let me know when it gets here. Answer the door if it rings, okay? Put a thumbs up. And she goes back in her room. She seems cool. Uh, yeah, she's actually pretty chill. Do you guys get along? For the most part. We kind of have to, because, you know... Oh, yeah? We're both on the cheerleading squad, and my mom is our coach, so... Oh, yeah. It would be a little hard if we didn't. Yeah, that would throw a wrench in the dynamics there. A lot of times we just keep to ourselves, though, because we're, like, we're not a lot alike. But that's kind of sometimes makes the best friends. 
Like, I kind of hope that my sister grows up and she's, like, really different from me. But, like, different in all the, like, good stuff. And then I'm hoping that, like, we can be really good friends. Sydney's only, like, a little less than two years older than me. But you and Annabelle, that's, like, a lot of years. Yeah. But I I think it's kind of cool because I get to take, like, the brunt end of everything. And then I can look back and be, like, wisdom. And then, like, flicker with magic finger wisdom. I bet by the time she's our age, though, she's gonna not want to listen to a single word you say. That's not true. She thinks she'll think I'm really cool. Mm Mm-hmm. Because I will be. I don't think that you're not going to be cool when you're 28. I just think um, she's not going to think you're cool. But what if, what if I'm like, what if I discovered a new species of, I don't know, like a new, like a new turtle. And then everyone knows me as like the guy that discovered the turtle. The new one though. Like the turtle that changed all turtles. And then she's going to like, I'm going to come back home and she's going to be like, dang. That's that's my that's my brother who discovered the new turtle. That's awesome. And then she'll think I'm really cool. There's a soft smile on her face as you say all this. I think that would I mean you'd be pretty famous discovering a new turtle. Wouldn't I? You couldn't do anything but think you're cool. What do you want to be or do? I was thinking of like going to art school, but I don't really know like what to do after. What do you mean? You're a shoe in. But like what would I do? for work with that well do you like cartoons i've thought about it but i feel like my style is a little bit it's not like cartoony i might be making a video game with some friends really you could like maybe help out with some illustrations or something maybe that could make you could do like concept art that'd be really cool i'll ask them and like yeah that i'm sure that they'd be down that sounds like a lot of fun well maybe maybe that'll be your thing concept art sounds kind of cool i don't know a lot about that world so i just have to look more into it i have no idea what the game's about right now so oh that's okay um it's just kind of cool that you're doing that speaking of sorry I'm going back to this turtle thing. I just want to make sure that before homecoming, I can come over and draw your lizards. Oh, yeah. Let's actually, that'd be way more fun. Let's, instead of like the whole meet up at like seven and like do the whole, what is it? Corsage? Well, I didn't necessarily mean like on homecoming, just oh. like before. Sure, we can do that before homecoming. I was just also thinking then maybe on homecoming day, we hang out like earlier so that there's not like that. We like break that weird ceremony of like, parents watching us like pin a flower i unfortunately think my mom is definitely gonna want pictures of the pinning of the flower so is my mom i'm gonna try and do avoid that we could still like hang out before that and then we'll just have to be subjected to that for like a minute that's all right sometimes as much as it's kind of lame tradition can be a little bit cool who did you go to homecoming with last year uh I went stag. Okay, I just didn't know. That's a lie. I didn't go. I skipped out. Ivy was like, you should go. I guess like if you had been there, we would have hung out because we were with Ivy and Adam. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't go. I watched a pay-per-view fight with my dad at home. Do that a lot? Sometimes. Yeah, he likes that stuff. He likes, you know, motorcycles, NASCAR, MMA. He sounds like a dad dad. Yeah, he is. I'm excited to, like, show some some jams. Yeah, actually, why don't we, like, go, like, set up the living room into, like, a comfy, like, I don't know, not like a blanket fort, but, you know, like, just... No, a blanket fort, no. 
No, 100% blanket fort. Okay. Yeah, that's a great idea. Awesome, yeah. Hell yeah. Um, Actually, can you go in that box, and she points to the end of her bed, and there's like a little box, and just grab the blankets out of there. I go and scoop all the blankets. Come on. Sawyer and Caleb, you have from the start been privy to Sam's outrageous plan. Vic... A hopeless romantic theater kid agreed immediately. The ball began rolling and there was no stopping it. You just had to sit on the sidelines and watch and be as supportive as you possibly could be, which meant showing up early and clearing a space in the commons because Sam decided it had to be done at the beginning of the day because they could not possibly sit through another homeroom with Ivy and keep the secret without combusting. Caleb, you get a text from Sam. It's just after school one day. The text reads, hey, dot, dot, dot. I'm thinking of doing something impulsive, dot, dot, dot. I open it up. Gonna need more than that. Yeah, that was a bit empty of a text, I know. Very. Phew. I send uh, like a really crunchy, distorted picture of Jasper where it's like really up close to his face and his, like, his mouth is pulled back in a weird way that you can just see like his little teeth like pinching out, but his eyes are like squinted. Oh my goodness, I love Jasper. Why the fuck did you not send me more pictures of Jasper? Send me a picture of Jasper every day. I'm laying on my bed, and so I kind of like sit up a little bit and take a picture, and it just looks like a heap of gray that's like squashed into the side of my bed and say, because he usually looks like this. Well, that is still adorable. I send another picture, but this time you can see, uh, like, in the corner of the picture, I'm holding up, like, a bag of chips, so that it's, like, the crinkle of it, and it's just the same blob, but the head is, like, twisted around, and the eyes are (laughs) flashed. (laughs) Okay, fine, I get the point. But I have a thing. Can I call you? Are you home? Can I FaceTime? Yeah. You don't get a text back, but you get a FaceTime call. I answer it. What? You get Sam in a hoodie, hood up, laying on their bed, just like face scrunched up as much as it possibly can from like being shoved into their chest and shoved into the bed behind them. But their hood is up and the phone is really close to their face. It's just like not a great angle at all. I'm a similar angle, but I go ahead and sit up the whole way now and I go, hot, what did you want? Okay, so I just like had an intrusive thought. I roll my eyes. But like it wasn't like an intrusive thought where like, Sometimes like, what if I drop my keys down the drain? Or the other one is like, what if my mother like turned the wheel into this barricade? It wasn't like that type of intrusive thought. It was like an active social intrusive thought, which I've never had before in my life. Never. You've never had an active social intrusive thought? Not until this moment. Well, is it good? I think it's probably really bad, actually. Bad. Okay, well, tell me what it is. So, you know that like... The thing at the end of the month is coming and their face is scrunched up and they're like trying not to look at you through the camera on the phone the thing at the end of the month the thing at the it's like october it's gonna be october and like the, the thing october at the end of the month October at the oh the homecoming yeah that thing that oh thing. i forgot that was a thing here yeah like it's actually like a pretty fucking big thing here like we have full-on fucking ballots for homecoming court and then a second round of ballots at the dance for homecoming queen and king and it's really really heteronormative but anyways that's not what my thought was about but my thought was about homecoming but not about that part of homecoming sam if you're going to ask me to go to homecoming with you then i'm going to expect something more than this they burst out laughing so hard almost offensively hard actually yeah my face twists up a little bit because it was a joke but at the same time i kind of like squawk 
a little bit. Like, I make this terrible, like, voice crack. Like, little, ah, I'm a catch. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, but for someone else. Shut up. No, no, Caleb. If you I'm are hanging up unless you tell me what no, you're thinking. No, stop, 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 stop. Okay, okay. So, I have created some recent new friendships. Like? The reason this is an intrusive thought, Caleb, is because I don't think it's going to go down well. But it crossed my mind that it would be fun. Just as friends, just as friends, by the way. Just going to throw that out because there's no fucking way that would ever happen for me. But I have been thinking that, like, I have kind of, like, a big plan for it. Because, like, this person deserves a big plan. I think I have a shot, too. I set my phone down on my nightstand so that you can get, like, all of me in the frame. And I've pu I pull my legs, like, up so that they're, like, crisscross applesauce on the bed. And then cross my arms over top of my chest and kind of like hunch my head forward a little bit. And then raise my shoulders up high and raise my eyebrows at the same time. As if to say, get on with it. Okay, okay, you've pushed me enough. Okay, I can tell you now. I think that like, I think that if I ask, I, I'm, I think that I'm going to ask Ivy. Caleb bites his bottom lip, raises his eyebrows. And again, his voice cracks when he goes, yeah. I, sorry, you broke up a little bit there. I couldn't really <clears throat> hear you. Yeah. Yeah. You want to ask Ivy? Yeah, because here's here's a thought. Here's a thought. This is why I said that okay. it was like a it was like a, a, a an intrusive social thought because like it's fucked up and like in a million years would I have ever do this? No, absolutely fucking not. But I've said fuck so many times in this conversation with you that like obviously this is an intrusive thought. So, um, anyways, I think so. Here's the thing. She's really nice to me and like. At the party, she was like, really like, we can be friends type of thing. And then Sora also want to be friends with me. And you're my friend. So it feels like I'm, I kind of got in here, which is why I said, which is why I said originally that I, I could just ask her like as a friend, even though she already knows that I think she's really hot because I said it out loud to her, to her face. But I think I could ask because he, here's the thing. Worst comes to worst. She says no, which is she's probably going to. I'm aware. But for someone like me, that doesn't mean anything because no one would care. So I could pull off like an elaborate homecoming proposal and Ivy, hottest popular girl in school, could turn me down and still no one would care about me. So why wouldn't I do it? Sam. Yeah. Okay, like really terrible like self-deprecation aside... I would care if you got turned down in front of the entire school. I just assume everybody's going to know because she's involved. Yeah, like immediately as soon as it happens, like people will probably be It's probably going to be on the TikTok thing when I already got my face smashed in on that. So what? what's another like social annihilation thing? Sam, it's Ivy Duncan. Is she going with anybody, Caleb? Do you know? I squeeze my eyes together. I think she's going with... I rack my brain for like the 20 fucking people that Ivy has kissed in the last month. And I just random like roulette shuffle like land on one of them. I go, I think she's going with Naya. Oh. But I, I don't know. Like it's not official. I mean, you saw them the other day in what the art mean? room. How they were talking. Yeah, before everybody saw her making out without him. That's an entirely... That's it. You know what? There are layers here. Yeah, it just feels like it doesn't really matter. Like, I'm not looking to go make out with Ivy at homecoming. You're not? No. Sam, you're not? No. Can you say that again? I am not looking to make out with Ivy. Okay, maybe like a little bit. Like, maybe like a little kiss at the end of the night wouldn't hurt my 
sensibilities. Like, like a pity kiss. A pity kiss, Sam. Oh, Is that what you want? want a pity kiss? Wait. Their eyebrows fur together, and they kind of stare off out of the camera. Is that why they hung out with me at the party? My eyes get, like, like blow wide. No, no, Sam. No, it's just Ivy is, she's, ugh. I don't know. Every time that I think that I start to understand her, it's just she does something so fucking stupid that none of it makes sense anymore, okay? She's making out with people left and right. She's trying to get back with my imbecile of a brother. I don't know where that's going. Oh, like, actively? Like, with my brother? Yeah. I assume so. Cool. Okay, that's actually, like, a pretty good way to stop this from happening. Because I, again, didn't necessarily think that I would be dating Ivy Duncan. But I also, like, would be really be afraid of coming in the way of Adam dating Ivy Duncan. That is scarier than anything else I've ever thought about in my life. I grab my phone and I, like, shove it up close to my face so you just see, like, my eyes staring down at you. You never need to be intimidated by my brother. Caleb, you're sending me, like, a lot of opposite signals this evening, and I don't really know what the fuck I'm supposed to do with them. I pull the phone back and, like, smack my palm against my forehead and go, I don't know! Oh my god, this is stupid. It's a stupid dance. Well, who are you asking to homecoming, Caleb? I'm gonna- The phone, like, falls a little bit, and you get, like, a really, like, awkward, like, low-angle shot of Caleb just, like, kind of, like, staring off into a corner of his room, like, glassy nothingness eyes. I guess I'm gonna ask no one. Okay, what if I ask Ivy just to see what happens, and then she's gonna say no, and then we go as eligible bachelors? He nods slowly and goes also like just saying if when, when it, if ivy turns you down as just friends she's gonna turn me down it's okay we all know i'm sorry sam i'm sorry i feel like i gotta do something at some point even if i know it's not gonna end well like i gotta do something just to be my friends so that's okay yeah just friends just asking people is just friends because then they can't like they can't like use that against you or something if it's just friends yeah because we're gonna go as just friends when i get turned right we're gonna go as just friends girl is in school. what were you Kayla, what are you talking about what are you what are you talking about i thought we about? were talking about us going as friends we're totally talking about us going as just friends that Sam, is my best friend. possibly one of the worst lies you've ever told me what the hell are you talking about i don't know sam caleb hey i am not one to push but i know when i am being lied to why would you say that you're being lied to right now, Sam? Because usually when you get your high voice in there, you get really self-conscious and you make sure to immediately change it to your low voice, and you didn't. My high voice is... <clears throat> I don't have a low voice. It's just my voice. Keep it's just, telling like yourself that, Caleb, because we both have a high voice and we both hate it. I know. that It's the head voice. It's really up there. It's like... So it's super what I can't, it's just... do you mean by asking a friend as a friend because that's obviously not me he like stares into this like zoomed in picture of sam and looks directly up to the sky like he's waiting for the ceiling to drop open on top of him and be smothered by the rubble and roughage of his own home because that would be a less terrible experience than this if we're asking people as just friends then i should probably ask someone too so that whenever they turn me down then we can like both rebound with each other as just friends okay well i don't think that i'm like asking oh okay i see where i might have led you astray i don't think that i am asking ivy as just friends but if she said 
as friends, <laughs> I would say yes immediately. Um, so what I'm more interested in is who you were gonna ask, because we have to have we have to have the idea that like in some wild world she's gonna say yes to me. Okay, we have to at least as- assume that in some universe that could happen. Okay, so we're gonna assume we're gonna assume that I am going to come up with the best homecoming proposal to Ivy that she's not going to be able to say no to it. So if that happens, who are you asking as a friend? Because I'm out of the picture, and I would have been the one you had asked. Well, well, like, hypothetically. Is that not what this entire conversation has been? Totally a hypothetical conversation. Totally a hypothetical conversation, Sam. If uh-huh. I was going to ask someone in this scenario... Correct. So I'm asking. Then I sure would ask someone that I have spoken to recently that is not you. Damien? Yes. I would ask Damien to go oh. with me. Yeah. I honestly kind of assumed that Damien was going to go with Pharaoh or Damien was going to go by himself. Or maybe Damien and Naya? That would be interesting. No, that would be so weird. No. I truly can't imagine Naya going with anybody. Maybe she won't even go. I feel like it would take a lot of convincing to get her to go. Yeah, that seems like, like, not her thing. She seems like the person to initiate it, you know? Yeah, okay, so she would have to ask somebody, and I would have to say that Damon would be the last person on her list to ask, but she might be the first person on his list to ask. There are, like, a lot of social politics that go into this. This is kind of stupid. Why are we doing it? Yeah, like, this dance is so, 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 so bad. Okay, do you want to hear my plan, though? Because I do have an elaborate plan. I put the phone back on the nightstand, and I hold my hands up, like, shrugging. We might as well at this point. Awesome, cool. So, I have gathered from about the 15 minutes total time I have spent in Ivy's presence, and just, you know, the culmination of things that I've learned about her from just her being her, that her favorite genre of music is pop. She likes classical, too. Like, sometimes. I'm going to pretend you didn't tell me that, because that doesn't go with my plan. She likes R&B, too. Sometimes. But go on, go on. Okay, 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 okay. Vic Vic likes me, so I was going to go ask Vic if he could get some of his friends, and I was going to have them make a flash mob to, like, some pop song that I haven't chosen yet, because I don't really know a lot of pop music but i'll get there and then like in the cafeteria at lunchtime do the flash mob and then at the end of it they would all hold up signs with different letters on it that said will you go to homecoming and then i would come out i would do that slide down the middle of the cafeteria tables on my knees holding up like the sign that says like with me but here's the thing i also know that that's kind of cheesy but i think that like if you if you don't like homecoming propose or promposal somebody with something that's kind of cheesy that doesn't really make sense because we all know the whole thing is cheesy so you gotta like give into that but i got something else up my sleeve there's something else yeah yeah hold on a second and you see like this video is kind of like by their leg as they're like walking across their room and they go into a drawer they like scrabble around you just hear movement and then they go okay so because i got another thing Uh because i found this Okay, do you agree with me that, like, no one in their right mind wouldn't have a crush on Ivy Duncan? Like, at the- no, no, Caleb, Caleb, like, I know you're friends with her, so, like, that's fine, but, like, at, like, the base of it all, like, we're all aware that she is, in the realm of the world, an attractive individual. Yes. Yeah. Objectively. That's what I mean. I saw this thing the other day, and it just 
for some reason, I was like, you know what? So Ivy should have this anyway. So I bought it. Sam, what'd you do? And I think that like what would be really cool is that if I do the slide thing and I have the sign that says, will you go with homecoming with me? And the other hand, I have this other thing. Sam, what'd you buy? They bring out this box that looks like a necklace box. And they open it like you would open a necklace box. And it's long and rectangular. And on the inside, it does look like there's a necklace in there. It's like a gold chain and there's something at the end of it. FaceTime is weird. You can't really see it that well. I think that she would like this and I think I should give this to her. What is it? It's like a necklace with a pendant. It felt like something she would already have had. So like, why wouldn't she just own it? Like, I'll just give it to her. Even if she says no, like she should have it. Okay. I mean, she could be persuaded with gifts. That could work. That could be something. Do we really think the flash mob, like we want to settle on that though? Yeah, how else am I going to begin the whole thing? By like walking up to her and saying, hey Ivy, can you talk for a second? And then she'll do that one thing where she like twirls her hair a little bit and like looks over to the side like she's about to talk to someone else actually, but then turns back to you and goes, yeah. No, I need to avoid that because then I wouldn't ask the question. Well, Sam, the cafeteria, a flash mob. They bring the object closer to the camera and they're like, no, hold on, but this is the, this is the clincher, okay? This is really it. It's just a necklace. It's just a, and I like squint at the image. They're attached at the bottom. I don't think that Caleb would know what this was if he didn't like know Ivy. It's a, it's a complete circle of a bauble at the bottom. And it looks like maybe there's like an image of the moon behind it. As it moves, you can see like inside of it is a liquid that moves and the liquid is definitely red. And you don't know exactly what it is. And it's weird that Sam says this is meant for Ivy. Where did you find that, Sam? Is that a store? What store? Well, you know in like the, um, and they like just stop for a second. There's a hesitation. There's a pause. I got it at the store. What, what store, Sam? Do you remember what it was next to? Did you say it was at the mall? Maybe. What else was in it? What else was in the store? Yeah, like what it, what I don't it know. I like. saw, I like saw this through the doors and I was like, I gotta get that. Okay. Well, I mean, it looks nice. Like, she'd probably like it. She likes sparkly things. She likes shiny things. Is it that new place that opened up next to the tea shop? Or is it like... I don't think I... Did you steal it from someone, Sam? I haven't done that since I was in seventh grade, Caleb. Please. I know, and it haunts me. I wasn't even there. Wait a second. Where the hell did I buy this? Caleb, like, squints. Sam, you're freaking me out. Well, you asked a question and I don't know the answer to it. What the... F yeah, like, wait, did we... Oh! I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. You know the pawn shop right next to the pharmacy? This, the pharmacy on 8th, that one? Yeah, the one that, that, that Alina's parents own. Has there been a pawn shop next to there? The glass front to it, and you go in, and there's like just some trinkets, and that was when I saw, and the guy in there was like, hey, you seem interested in this. And I was like, yeah, I am. And he was like, yeah, here it is. Do you wanna buy it? And I was like, yeah. And I bought it. Okay, well, I don't remember it, but did they have other cool stuff in there? Like stuff that was kind of like that? I didn't really look around. I don't remember there being a pawn shop there. Why would you go look? I got the thing that we need to ask Ivy to homecoming. I don't know, I might want to find something else for someone else. But what are you gonna buy it for, Kate? I don't know. Not... I can make my own decisions with my allowance, Sam. Yeah, but I thought you would tell me about it, and now I feel like you're keeping. Secrets. Well, maybe I want to give it 
to Damien whenever I ask him out to homecoming. That would be so cute. You guys would be so cute. You would hate each other, but you guys would be so cute still. Like, that's the whole thing. Like, the aesthetic is cute. You would absolutely hate every moment of being around him, I think. Caleb, like, actually thinks about it right now. Because there's no fucking chance in hell before this conversation that he even considered asking Damien. Because Damien is a know-it-all. And Caleb is also a know-it-all. And two know-it-alls do not do well together. And he, like, actually thinks about it. Like, could I be attracted to Damien? And, like, really thinks about it. And then there's, like, this, like, like, trails off for a moment to, like, this one time that they were in homeroom. And Caleb was getting up to, like, throw something away in the trash can. And then he heard, like, laughter, just, like, a weird noise or something like that. And, like, turned around as he was walking back. And he, like, got a look of... Damien laughing very openly over something that Naya had whispered to him and he was kind of leaning over his desk in a weird way that his shirt was starting to lift up a little bit and Caleb's eyes just like fixated on his hip bone and then like almost walked smack into his desk again before like readjusting himself. You think we'd look cute together? Like, yeah, really? Like you're not just, you're not just saying that. Like Caleb, I think you would look cute together. I think you would hate being with him. He literally is the nosiest person on the face of the planet. And that's coming from me. You've seen his videos. He makes the fucking conspiracy videos. Yeah, but it's like artsy. Like it's kind of. Oh my god! I created a monster. What? What? I'm just. I'm I was just, just trying to just... call you and like run over my uh, homecoming proposal I was doing, and now I've somehow unfortunately created an absolute menace to society in oh, my best friend, up. who's gonna shut ask up. a guy that is just not not the guy they should ask. Well, who should I ask then? Well, I don't know, Caleb. Do you know so much. I don't know anything. You know a lot, Sam. Yeah, like I know that me, you, and Sawyer are gonna make this video game. It's gonna be fucking dope. Yeah, you, me, and Sawyer. Yeah, we're gonna. Are you um, are you excited about the release about Crash and Egg? I mean, it's coming up. Like it's. It's in a week and a half, Caleb. It's so Sawyer's close. gonna come with us. Still, I mean, we could talk about the game then. Yeah. Yeah. Like, please, that would be so fucking cool. Oh my god, that would be so cool. Oh, that would be so fucking cool. My mom just yelled at me because apparently I've said the F word too many times today. Caleb visibly like puts his hand over his mouth and you can just see him like grinning like so wide and like trying to hide it and look down. And he looks back up and like slowly lowers his hand and goes, Ooh. Shut up, Caleb. I'm going to hang up on you. Trouble. I'm going to hang up. I'm going to hang up. F word. <laughs> I hold my phone in my hand for a minute and just kind of like laugh to myself the absurdity of my best friend and then like lock the phone hold it in my lap for a minute and just like think about this homecoming and it really is so stupid and so dumb you have to ask people to go to homecoming it's humiliating and it's it's just dumb high school stuff that i'm like super above but like would we look cute together actually like if i did ask Dave, i've never thought of him like that before i mean i see people i'm not blind i'm not I, i'm around but i'm not like pursuing i'm like I've got, I've got a lot going on i just it just hasn't come up you know in the last time that i tried to go along with that i got kicked out of school so i don't really want to puts his phone down and, like stretches out 
on his bed so that his stomach is on the bed and his arms are like stretched out over uh, like where his feet would usually go and his feet are where his head usually is. And he just smushes his head into the comforter and groans and then twists his head to the side and sees Jasper just looking at him a little bit peeved because I did definitely tempt him with a crinkly plastic bag and then totally ignore him to get on this call with Sam. And I reach out and I just smush in the side of Jasper's fuzzy little cheek and I pinch it a little bit until he beeps. Do you think we'd make a cute couple, Jazz? Like, really? You know, when you put it like that, I might as well ask. Everyone was on high alert that morning waiting for the moment Ivy pulled up to the front of the school. And you, Ivy, none the wiser, walked into a strange sight and barely had a moment to take it in before music started blaring loudly through two speakers set up just to the side. All of a sudden, Vic jumped over one of the couches, slid across the floor, and spun upward. Being joined by four other people, they began dancing, making it very clear they were dancing for you. Innocent bystanders stopped to watch. Some clapped, some whooped. It goes on for far too long, but they're not bad. And as the song is nearing the end, the dancers part and through the middle walks Sam. They've got on a dark green sweater tucked into black pants over which is a suit jacket that is much too large and much too vibrant. They seem to have tried to style their hair, but it still looks like they've just stood in a wind tunnel. And as they near you, they twirl around and pull out a small sign as well as lavender roses. And the sign reads, I might not be able to dance like them, but would you go to homecoming with me? Sawyer, as much as you and Natalie wanted to avoid the ridiculous amount of photos that you knew your parents would want to take, there wasn't any getting out of it. Natalie's mother drove her over to your house, got out, and your parents hit it off too well. So you find yourself standing on the stairs and Natalie goes, Okay, okay, I think that's enough photos, Mom. You have been subjected to photo after photo in about three different places in your home. Your dad has found the whole thing amusing, and your little sister is just overly enamored with Natalie's dress. And your mom goes, Oh, but you both look so good. Sawyer scratches his head and runs his fingers through his fresh, new, permed hairstyle that he had also re-dyed his his frosted tips beforehand and then permed it. He is wearing an all-white suit, uh, except for the jacket is this, like, 18th century Rococo style jacket which he had also kind of sewn on and attempted to cut up a tailcoat edition in which the white is not the same white as the initial jacket that also has this like gold trim on the front there is no tie it's just lace that's puffing out at the front here and then i think he's he's most excited about well one he has these off-white socks that have golden skulls on them and accented with teal dress shoes and that's what he's wearing natalie's dress is thigh length almost velvet it has long sleeves and the fabric crosses across her chest with uh, splits that are open on the side and it is a kind of maybe like a muted red and natalie's not a short girl and her heels make her just a smidge 
taller than you. Her dress definitely clashes with your shoes, but she was unaware that you were gonna put that pop of color in there um, originally. So that was a last minute addition to the whole outfit. And she responds to your mother complimenting your, your looks and says, thank you, Mrs. Hook. Oh, jeez. How many more photos do we have? I, th I think we should be done, Sawyer. I think that we should put an end to this right now. We've been doing this for like half an hour. Cool. Hey, we should get the heck out of here. And your mom smiles and claps her hands and she says, All right, well, we better be off. Can't show up late for chaperoning duties now, can I? Oh, God. Oh, oh, you're, you're chaperoning, Mrs. Hook. Yeah, of course she is. Great. Um, I, 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 I swear you didn't, you didn't tell me. You know, yeah, we just should have expected this, honestly. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but don't worry. I've got a good, I've got a good Mama Hook radar. Well, just opposite ends. Opposite ends. Right, Mom? Opposite ends, like we talked about? Space. Sawyer, I am not trying to embarrass you at your dance. Mm -hmm. But they needed extra people, and I feel like I haven't been as involved in the school as I should be. So I signed up, and it's mm -hmm. going to be a lovely time. I'm so excited to see everybody in their best. If you take photos of us without me knowing, I'm going to be so mad at you. Avert your eyes when you see me. Okay. Okay, Sawyer. Just tonight. Okay. I'll just kind of like side-eye Natalie. She's, she has a smile on her face that's just like trying to be a polite, just like, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I'm not going to get in the middle of this mom and son little debate going on. Mrs. Samuels says, well, that sounds wonderful. And I would have driven you, but it seems like you, you have a ride now. Natalie, come here. Give me a hug. Natalie makes her way down the stairs and gives her mom a hug. And her mom says, be good. And remember, 11 o'clock curfew. Your mom goes, yes, yes, yes. I will get them home in plenty of time. Don't worry. Stop touching my hair. It, it was just a little out of place, though. I just needed to... And uh, Natalie's mom hugs her, leaves. Your dad puts his hand on your shoulder and says, Sawyer, you never go with the outfit that I would think that you were going to go with, but you always pull it off. Thanks. It was a compliment. It was. That, yeah, cool. Thanks. Hey, you couldn't have just, like, gotten mom to stay home? But when have I ever been able to stop your mom from doing what she wants to do? Yeah, this is true. Well, wish me luck. All of a sudden, something hard hits your leg and wraps around it like a koala. And you look down, you just see Annabelle looking up at you. What's up, little dude? I want to go to the dance. Shoot, I wish I could take you. It's going to be only half as fun because you're not there, but that's cool. I'll save you a dance when I get home. Or maybe if you're asleep, then we can... I'll, I'll put on no, the suit. No, 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 wake me up. I can dance in my pajamas. Okay, cool. Bye. See ya. And I'll just like fast walk with like shoulders tense over to Natalie and like grab her hand. Okay, let's get this ride over with. Can you like not leave me in the backseat by myself? Oh, I, we, yeah. I don't think that was really going to be a choice. I think my mom was going to be like, I'm your chauffeur. Get in the backseat. Yeah, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be awful. Let's just get through it together. Your mom leads you both outside. She opens the front door of the car. You guys climb in the back and she turns down the music all the way. And as she begins to drive out of the garage down the winding driveway, she says, I am so glad that you guys ended up going together because, Natalie, I know that I don't know you very well, but you guys just make a great pair. You look so good together and you look just beautiful in your dress. And I'm so ecstatic that Sawyer is going to the dance with, with somebody this year. And I'm glad that that person could be you. Just beat red. 
Yeah. Um, what if we play, I came prepared, this uh, playlist I had made specifically for Homecoming here. I sent it to your Spotify, Mom. And she puts it on to the playlist that you wanted. But right before she turns it back up, Natalie goes, I'm I'm really happy to be going. Uh, Sawyer's cool, so we'll have a fun time, I think. And then your mom turns the music up. Sawyer just <laughs> sits like shoulder to shoulder with Natalie and like looks at her, looks at his mom, and spends most of the car ride looking out the window. We are gonna go to Ivy's house. Your dads are waiting in the sitting room as you walk down the stairs and Gabriel stands up upon your entrance, arms out, and says, Pembolina, you look gorgeous. Ivy is wearing a floor-length, skin-tight, backless, like, spaghetti strap dress, and the entire thing is covered in this, like, purple sequins, but they're so dark they almost look like oil slick black in certain lights. And it's so simple, but so dramatic. And it just makes Ivy look stunning. Her only jewelry are a small pair of earrings with sapphires that are so dark, they look purple. And she knows they're from Bast. They appeared on her dresser that morning, the perfect match to her dress and she decided to wear them after a little hesitation. Her hair's up and curled in a messy, hot way, never trying too hard, and her eyelids are covered in purple glitter and, of course, sharp, sharp black eyeliner. Bast pulls you in and kisses you on the top of the head and says, lovely as always, Ivy. And when is it that we're expecting your date? Oh, um, you know, I actually am going to go by myself this year. Huh. Yeah, didn't want to limit my options. I think it's probably just breached October. The weather's cooled down a bit. It's not so oppressively hot. You are in Blackthorn Manor doing homework. It's not too late. The sun hasn't set even set yet, and you get a text from Adam. Adam has a specific like ringtone still so like a vibration tone and so when it goes off she immediately goes still and then like runs across her room to her phone and checks it you can see the text just on the front um part of your phone and it says i'm outside ivy like just moves the curtain enough to see where he is and sees him standing there in like this warm light and she can't help it but like her heart is beating so fast and she like glances in the mirror and kind of fixes herself and then she goes down the steps and out the door you see him leaning against the fence at the front of your house his hands are just shoved casually into his pockets she's just leaning up against it and before he sees you you can see that he does look high, but not to the same extent as you've seen him more recently. This looks a lot more like how high you and Sawyer would sometimes get together. Less of like a total obliteration of self. And as the door opens, he kind of turns his head to the side, looking at you through the fence. And just watches as you walk around the outside to the sidewalk. Almost the exact spot that you guys last kissed. As Ivy walks through that space, it's almost like there's an energy field there. She like feels it wash over her and she picks up her pace just a little bit. Um, hey. He stares at you for a minute, like an actual minute, minute of just silence and just looking at you. 
So, are you still going? I'll have to be a bit more specific. I mean, we were together. We might have broken up, but that didn't mean I forgot everything. Are you leaving next week? Are you still going with Gabriel? Yeah, yeah. He was really excited about it. I thought some space might be good. Is that what you came here to ask me? He looks away from you, just out at the street where nothing is happening. And he shakes his head, the back of his head kind of hitting against the iron fence. One of the things. As he looks away, Ivy like just notices the muscles and like tendons in his neck. And both the human and vampire in her just like fixate on that. He turns back to you, a playful smile on his face, one you recognize, not one that's scary. I've been thinking, and he kind of pushes himself off the fence and comes closer to you. There's a first time for everything. He laughs, and he says, ow, you know, if I hadn't, if I didn't know better, I think that maybe, maybe we would have broken up and you were making fun of me and this was how this was supposed to go. Is that how you want this to go? No, I came here for the opposite. So you want me to be really nice to you? No, I don't think I've ever wanted you to be nice to me. I want you to answer me honestly, though, when I ask you something. He is so tall. Ivy's just looking up at him and the setting sun, like, puts this golden halo around his hair. And he looks just like the golden boy that she fell for. And he is hot. And she says, okay, I can do that. He is definitely leaning into you, but not in like a way that you're worried that he's just gonna like surprise kiss you, just in a way to be closer to you. And he has a hand holding onto the iron fence as he does this. And he says, I've fucked up in about a hundred ways recently and there's a lot of those ways that i can't take back but ivy i shouldn't have ended this we were so good together and we still can be and i'm not asking you in this moment to say yeah let's do this again i wouldn't i'm not that crazy yet <laughs> but i want you to know that i'd try again this is all super overwhelming for ivy his proximity his smell, the muscles in his arm, so close to her face. And she just misses him so bad. Ivy says, well, that's good because I don't really have an answer for you. I've been thinking for about the last 30 seconds uh, since you told me that you were still going. What if I came with you? What if I get out of this place? What if I'm not here anymore? What if this all ends if I leave? If you say no, I won't. I'm gonna follow you to fucking Italy if you turn me down. But Ivy, what if leaving this place is the answer? What if I leave here and this thing gets out of my fucking head? Ivy puts one hand on his cheek and just like takes her thumb and feels his cheekbone. I don't, I don't, I don't know if that would work. It's not that I don't want you to come. I do. And you know, Gabriel loves you. Well, I don't know if he does now. I'm sure he'd come around. I've been a pretty shit daughter recently, and he's still so good to me. I just don't know if... I mean, what if we get there and you get worse? Honestly, that's what I thought you would say, because that was my worry, too. You're not wrong, I just needed somebody else to say it. He looks so sad, and she just says, I just want to take care of you. I just want you to be safe. I don't even feel good about going, because, like, what if something happens to you and I'm not here to keep you safe to help you. He chuckles. Isn't this wild? You sound like I did before I knew that I wasn't going to be anything special. Adam, you are special. She like stops him from shaking his head by putting her other hand on his face. 
Maybe I'm not. And I think the point of all of this is to be okay with that. And I'm definitely not yet. I think that maybe the only time I was ever okay was with you. And ever since I fucked that up so badly that I didn't even do it for a reason, Ivy. I didn't even have a reason. It was selfish and mean and I should never have done it. And so honestly, you should slap me in the face right now and send me home is what you should do. But I just have this vision in my head of what it would look like to everybody if we walked in those double doors at the end of this month. They would not expect it. She kind of laughs. Yeah, I don't know uh, whose face I would want to see more. Caleb and Sawyer's or Alina's. She kind of flashes her eyes up at him. Yeah, that's still uh, something I haven't really hit you for. I'm not going to lie to you. I almost forgot I had said that because I didn't really say it. Yeah, well, I got to hear all about it. She's my best friend. Um, after you told me, she gave me some details. Oh, well, I can't imagine she did that without some persuasion. You were always good at that. I don't think I did that of my own accord. Ivy's eyes just go wide. Oh my god. Wait, r really? This thing? And he pokes at his temple has told me to do a lot of things and I haven't really had a way of turning him down and I don't know, I don't think I would have done that I'm sorry, that's, that's fucking awful I can't imagine how she feels She's fine But she doesn't know that I didn't want it which means that both of us didn't want it and there's a lot of implications about that so I think we're both pretty fucked in this situation because it wasn't her fault either. She was just an unfortunate consequence to something else. Ivy like drops her hands on his face and puts them on Adam's chest and just puts her forehead against his collarbone. You feel his head dead and his lips kiss the top of your head. Ivy, when she's not looking at him, she kind of has the courage to say, I really miss you. Are you sure we're good for each other? You can hear his heart start to thump faster in his chest. And he kisses you on the top of the head again. And he says, how about you go to Italy and we can save this conversation for when you get back. Ivy lifts her head and looks at him. His eyes are watering. He looks regretful, probably about the conversation about Alina, but looks steadfast in the sense of that he does think that maybe it's best if you go. It was weird to ask you this. Can I kiss you? He lets out a deep breath and he says, it was the question on the tip of my tongue that I thought I shouldn't ask, but can it be simple? Can we do that? Can it just be a kiss for now? And the rest of it can come later when we have more time? Yeah course. I just missed you. And as he kind of wraps his hands around the back of your head and your neck and pulls you in, he says, I've missed you too. And then kisses you deep, but chaste and soft and so familiar to everything you remember it being with no, it doesn't feel like there's any want for anything else than what it is in that moment. Ivy's just overwhelmed with this feeling of warmth and the sun and there's like a little breeze that brings the smell of him closer and everything from his breath his nose the way it touches her face exactly where his hands go on her neck is all so beautifully familiar and dear to her and she knows that she would do anything anything to keep this Gabriel goes back to lounging. There's a glass of champagne in his hand on the sofa and says, Well, 
I'm happy for you. You seem glowing and excited for the night despite. Good for you, Ivy. Ivy looks down for just a second and then smiles widely at Gabriel. I am. I have I have a lot of plans for tonight. It's gonna be a good time no matter what. Bast looks at the glass in his own hand, looks at you and says, Well, do you have time for one with us before you leave? She nods slowly. Sure, that would be wonderful. And he pours you a glass of champagne and hands it to you. And he doesn't sit. He has been since you returned, keeping as much distance as you want from him and has not been pushing and has not brought up anything else aside from the conversation that you all had together before you left and he seems always a little on edge around you as if he understands at any moment he could lose you again and so he is standing gabriel is lounging and gabriel says i've always wondered about the culture around homecoming in general it seems intense superfluous Hmm. It's intense for no reason, is what it seems like to me. It kind of seems that way to me too, but it's also really fun to be intense for no reason. I have attended many a ball, and most of them were also for no reason. So I suppose I'm being a little hypocritical, but it just seems... Prom seems important. Homecoming seems like nothing. It's good to come home, and who knows, maybe I'll win tonight. Of course you were nominated. Ivy's grinning hugely. She says, well, what do you expect? My dads are basically kings, so... I will remind you that I literally was of sorts once. You would not be wrong. I have to keep up the tradition of royalty in the family. Bast reaches out and, like, puts a hand on your cheek and, like, studies you and says, you really do look well. Ivy. Thank you. I've been trying. He whisks the empty champagne glass away from you and says, well, I appreciate you spending an extra minute with us, but I don't want to make you late. Is it too much for me to take the car again? I am concerned about you driving it to the school and being seen by everyone. Right, right, right. What if I park a block away? Then you may. Sit. I mean, thank you. Ivy gets in the car, takes her heels off and throws them in the back seat. You get in the car and there's a little knock on the window. Kai is standing there. Ivy rolls down the window. She doesn't say anything. She just looks at you. Well, what do you think? It's nice. Ivy is a little taken aback. She covers it well. She just raises one eyebrow and says, nice. That's definitely what I was going for. I just like you less done up. Ivy just kind of studies Kai. What are you doing? tonight anyway. Are you coming to the dance? Mm-mm. That would be strange. I don't go there. I mean, that's just where I'll, I will be, so I assumed we might be there too. I don't want to go there. That place seems like a mess. Oh, it is. Ivy reaches into her purse and pulls out a flask of blood and takes a swig. She's by the passenger side and she leans her arms on the rolled down window, head kind of halfway in and says, well then, I guess I'll see you later, maybe. Later, maybe. And then she just pushes off the door and walks. Ivy rolls up the window and like puts her hands on the steering wheel and kind of like presses her forehead against her fists and then just like turns the car on and heads to the Moore's house. And now it is time 
for Queer Call. Queer Call is the point in the show where we give a special shout out to those listeners who have helped us out a little extra by becoming patrons. So, let's give it up for our new patron this week, Zach T. Thank you to you and all of our patrons for your support. We hope you enjoyed the episode. If you want to support our show, you can become a patron at patreon.com queerpg. Becoming a patron allows you access to our exclusive after show, where the cast talks about character insights and their own reactions to the episode, as well as a plethora of other perks. If you like the show, remember to rate and review. And to keep up with QueerPG, make sure you're following us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at QueerPGPod, and on Tumblr at tumblr.com queerpg. Until next time!